Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Conflicts continue amidst Russian leadership, and the war, well, is still going on without any <laughs> any signs of ending. Except, of course, the Russian side is still throwing troops into meat grinders. Wagner Group is just spending insane amounts of, well, their conscripts, including the prisoners, of which, you know, they can't hire anymore to find out where the machine gun nests are and then assault those. It's a bloody mess over there. Same happens in Vukhledar, where Russian soldiers are uselessly spent and just wasted all over the place, and people are just not very happy, especially since that the Russian general who started this whole, well, meat grinder, is still quite much in power. At the same time, well, uh, guys from Irkutsk, appealed to Putin for help. These guys have uh, done so twice already, and this is, the, this is the third one. This is also the most interesting one. See, mobilized soldiers from Russia's Irkutsk region just recorded the video appeal to Vladimir Putin, asking him to deal with the lawless and criminal orders from command. These poor guys claim that they were transferred to the first Slavic brigade of this Donetsk People's Republic, where command created assault units and died day one from their ranks, and then sent them to storm the Avdiyak fortified area without any support, artillery, communications, sappers, or reconnaissance. The command told us directly that we are expendable, and that the only chance we have of returning home is getting injured, the soldiers say. They also report that the commanders from the self-proclaimed DNR fired machine, gun, machine guns and infantry fighting vehicles at draftees who refused to join the, the, uh, the assault units. The draftees add that their battalion is almost completely destroyed, and that they, that they suffer heavy losses every day because command does not know the real situation at the front. They say that their unit has been replenished with mobilized soldiers six times since November. The governor of Irkutsk, Igor Kobzhev, posted on Telegram that he has asked the military prosecutor's office to clarify the situation. He promised that the mobilized soldiers would be transferred to a different location in the near future. He said, well, I'm keeping the situation under control. The problem is, he's been saying this um, twice already, <laughs> last time as well, because these are the third time, like I said, these Irkutsk guys are making such video. The problem is if you dig through their, inter their their Irkutsk Telegram channels, because, you know, Russian regions usually have their own Telegram channels and all that, then um, then you find out that why these, go well, th that these guys are ma made their video in a super hidden, um, hidden circumstances. They had, like, uh, toned down the lights and closed the windows, and everyone was wearing masks this time, this time, because the last guys two times, who made the previous videos about how their training was horrible and how their equipment was horrible. Yeah, they were beaten up, and some of them were shot, just because, um, well, hazing, I think that's the correct term, we call that dedovshin in, in Russian, is insane in Russian combat units, and it's also supported, so these Irkutsk guys were brutally beaten up and then sent to front, and now everyone who made the first two video um, kind of messages well, it's basically dead at this point. And they still decided to, you know, do everything they could to, to do the third message. But I, I don't know if you make um, these messages. Uh, do they think that at one point this is going to work? 
Or, I don't know, this is just more of a new motivation to keep them all dead. Another interesting, interesting thing has happened inside Russia. You see, as far as I know, literally every part of the world uses a very similar uh, system of higher education, such as the one that we have here in Latvia, and I'm sure people in the United States have that too, and everyone in Europe has it, where you know you get your bachelor's degree, and then you have, well, at least here you can get your master's degree, of which I have uh, too, so, and then you can get your PhD, and it's fun, you know. And that was a kind of step away from the Soviet system. But that, but because this whole system, and it's literally just a system of how to, you know, unify the exams, and, and you know, if, if I have my Latvian diplomas, I can show them to someone in the United States, and they'll probably recognize what's up there with my degrees and everything. Meanwhile, in Russia, because this system came uh, together with... Um, with kind of these centralized exams being um, unified for the whole country, just like it's in every normal country, and how they basically clamp down on corruption in high schools and everything. Yeah, they just moved away from this. They will no longer have bachelors and masters and PhDs. They'll have the Soviet system, whereas you only had your, well, higher education diploma, of university, and then you were a qualified qualified specialist, no matter what, um, no matter what you know you, you did there. And in some professions, that works. Since well, my, my dad was a sorry, my grandpa was a civil engineer, and, and he studied for five years, which is about equal for a master's degree, and 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 then he built roads and all this stuff. And it's okay for an engineer to have a master's degree. With doctors, that was a bit weird because they have their own weird systems after the study, which happened to my grandma. But all in all, you know, that was a thing. Except right now, like I said, usually it went if you had like five years of education or something, but this, you know, level of education and how many years you spent at it really varied. But uh, right now, right now they, they've shifted around this and understood that, you know, normally only the, mas the guys with master's degree, if you change these systems, would be given, you know, counts as and full expert of, of your subject matter. But in Russia, as they're running out of um, educated people who would be normally qualified for any, you know, positions requiring mental labors, they decided to, you know, not even care about how the system worked in the Soviet era, and they just decided that everyone who just has a bachelor's degree will, you know, get the same amount of, you know, admissions and paperwork and everything done, according to the new system, because, you know, you have to transfer your uh, previous educational system stuff, you know, the one that they've had for 30 years and such, just like everyone else in the world, now they're going to be snowflakes, and they're going to say officially that everyone who had bachelor's degree is also at the same level of expertise. But, um, yeah, I think they really don't even think that anyone from Russia is going to go abroad and do something there, since if they only, you know, adopted the fact that well, let's let's have this full higher education that makes you a specialist only be equal to a master's degree, then that would be fine. Because then if you have that, then you can get admitted into foreign universities as, you know, as if you had a master's degree. But right now, if they allow everyone with a bachelor's degree also to get the same, you know, exchange their diploma for this one, then what's it, what, it going to do? No one's going to trust those diplomas because, um, I'm sorry, my, my dear people, with with, like, bachelor's degree, but everyone with a master's degree understands that actually the huge difference of, of uh, your knowledge and your ability uh, if you have a master's degree and if you have bachelor's degree. Of course, it's less in some, some scientific areas, 
but in some, it's actually quite huge. Like, I'm pretty sure a programmer can do well with just a bachelor's degree and, 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 and like, the difference between bachelor's and master's is, like, you can get an instant senior position or something like that. But, for example, if you want to do, say, um, physics, especially, you know, some complicated physics or, or something like that, or biology, uh, I'm... I'm somewhat certain that, you know, in the more theoretical fields, which are kind of theoretical base sciences, I'm quite sure that uh, there's quite a lot of things mattering there. And in any way, you know, basically, if, if, you've the, if you watched my or heard my interview, which, where I was interviewed by um, John Michael Gaudier in his science podcast, uh, this is just yet another way how Russia has been basically do, causing more brain drain and destroying their own science as, as much as they can. And, you know, I kind of get them. Who needs these pesky scientists? <laughs> they're, they're basically, you know, doing their thinking and all that whatnot. Can't have that now, can we? But uh, besides that, we have some really interesting news. You see, yesterday, in various Z chats and everywhere, there, uh, there were reports about explosions in the... In, in the in the base of airplanes and, and the hangars of um, near Minsk, twenty kilometers of Minsk, in the airfield of Machulinshi. I'm sorry, Belarusian is quite different from Russian, so it's kind of hard. And uh, although originally the Z channels reported that it was some sort of long-range Ukrainian attack with drones that hadn't done much damage, uh, apparently, lately, sadly, um, one of them, you know, at one point, you know, they said nothing happened, but at one point, it first found out that the airplane A-50 was destroyed there, which was standing there on the airfield. A-50 is a very rare, a very rare airplane in uh, the Russian Air Forces. It's a Soviet and Russian airplane of, um, well, long, long center and discover and command, I hope I use proper military terms, I'm translating this from Russian, because uh, no one really has translated these news in, in English yet, so uh, a lot of work myself. This is basically a co command and control radio location and command airplane, and this was built on the basis of the heavy transport plane Il-76, in the Taganrog uh, avi Aviation Scientifically Technical Complex. And it was like... And, and this, this plane can find uh, air targets, underwater targets, and ground targets at the same time, up until, up until 60 of them, and uh, basically orient either planes or airplanes or just airplanes or rockets or something at it. It was officially adopted in the Soviet Soviet Armed Forces in 1989, in the year of my birth. But, uh, yeah, there's not many of them, and they are really, you know, these high-tech things. I didn't understand their, their meaning, but as far as I know, they are also the part of... Um, part of the, the, the forces of the strategic department of the Russian army. That is, they're also important for... if Russia wants to launch their nukes. And they're super high-tech. And they're, you know, there are there aren't many people who can repair them as well because they are probably 
I don't know, these radar planes, you don't hear about them much, but I'm pretty sure someone in the comments will will do that. And now everyone is worried about whether or not this means that this is a war against Belarus and all that whatnot. But no, no, turns out that actually Ukrainians themselves are surprised about this. Because apparently this was done by Belarusian partisans, how they call themselves. And this was a part of some plan Peramoga, which is Belarusian for victory. And apparently this was basically a diversion, a sabotage action by the local Belarusian partisans. And, you know, it's kind of interesting since the Belarusian underground, who have started to hate Lukashenko a lot, since also a plan came to light that basically shows how Putin wants to integrate Belarus completely in Russia, well, until 2030, and how Lukashenko has basically betrayed his own country's serenity and accepted that plan, yeah, you know, they have a lot of reasons to do so. So, previously they had burned down electric con electric control boxes for the trains, disrupting Russian logistics. Then they leaked the documents about, you know, the one episode where I mentioned all the nasty words Putin wouldn't like to be called in, and now they've actually sent, you know, drones and managed to damage this airplane. Which is, you know, pretty good news. But yeah, something positive happens. At the same time, in various interviews, people are talking about whether or not this, this war is going to last for very much. And the Ukrainian side says that, you know, Putin would like to keep it in a low simmer for many, many years, but Ukraine can't afford that, since even though, you know, everyone in the West is helping them, their population is vastly, you know, not, not as numerous as Russian one. And although their motivation is high, they want to be optimistic and finish this war during this year, since they can't really afford to do this for, like, more than a year or so, because of just simple war weariness and all that. Well, what can we say? Of course, we in the eastern border wish them nothing but the very best of luck. And that's going to be it for today. Uh, sorry for, for the shorter, shorter episode. Um, not, not exactly... Uh, and not exactly back to my regular mood at this point. But it is what it is. Happiness is mandatory. And as usual, comrades, if you want to support the show, please consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash theeasternborder, or you can go to our website, theeasternborder.lv, and make a one-time donation. We will really appreciate that. Now, on the whole accident stuff and the Twitter ban stuff, I don't want to comment on that now since I've um, gotten some advice that tells me that I should quite much you know, keep this for a later date, so to speak, just saying, so uh, th that's why I'm not focusing on this, and I would gladly ask you to, you know, just, just, just let it, let it go for a bit, uh, we'll return to this when the time comes, and um, when the people tell me that um, it's quite okay to do that. Until then, once again, and remember, happiness is mandatory, you know, always, always nice.